at Second String Leather Company. Vintage goalie gear is revived, repurposed, and restitched into one of a kind, handcrafted leather goods. Each collection has been hand selected and shares a unique journey from early morning practices to championship games. Each piece has a story to tell and memories to share. Timeless products forged from full grain oil tanned leather paired with a unique blend of vintage gear. Second String Leather Company. Built on the heritage of the game. Crafted from the crease. Welcome back to Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. We have episode 92 tonight. We have all the usual suspects sitting in the house with us. We have our producer, Patrick Uncle Lardy Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And uh, IT guy, our local nerd on staff, Robbie Pete Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how's it And our all-around sports guru, Derek D-Train. He too. What's up, D-Train? What's up, sweetheart? And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark the Doctor Morley. Oh, Doc. And a very special guest sitting with the Blue Liners tonight. We have Ryan Hartman from the Minnesota Wild. What's up? How we doing, guys? Hey, man. Well, yeah, welcome to Blue Line Hockey Club, man. Good to be here. Good to have some of this time right now. So uh, you said you're with Greenway. Are you guys quarantining together, or is this just a one-night stand? Spooning? Uh, yeah, just, yeah, spooning. Uh, just playing some cards, watching some. We're actually watching the 07 March Madness right now, believe it or not. I mean, what else is there to really watch right now? You can't watch any more news. It's, like, disgusting. I mean, no sports. It's it's uh, it's kind of frustrating. There's Yeah, I've, uh, I've kind of ran out of things to watch. I, I've gotten into the horses a little bit just to pass the time. Um, but besides that, that's the only sports – you can really watch and enjoy right now, but uh, just a lot of a lot of doing nothing and just trying to stay active as much as possible. I think I think the M- uh, MMA they're still fighting or some shit like that. They don't have any fans, but uh, MMA is going on. But yeah, horses and MMA. I think. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, yeah. There was a fight on the other night. Actually, it was weird seeing them enter the with no fans and like doing their whole entry and all that stuff. Exactly. Uh, they- weird dynamic. <laughs> yeah, like, can you even get excited for that? Like, as a as a fighter, like, I don't. That would be kind of weird, I think. Well, yeah, you you, not, you like guy gets knocked out and there's no reaction. It's just, <laughs> yeah, right. it's a wrap in the, in the fighter. It's kind of it's strange. Yeah, like watching a street fight. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to have mixed martial arts going on. I mean, it's supposed to be six feet away and they're basically making out the whole time on the floor. <laughs> they're just they're hugging each other. <laughs> you got spit and sweat rubbing off on each other. Perfect. Uh, we'll be all right. Yeah. Just got to wait 14 days before they can fight again. Yeah. yeah. I think the Kentucky Derby actually got moved to what, October or some shit like that. 
Uh, September fifth or something. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy man. You know, like, yeah, obviously. The, go ahead, Pat. When the Kentucky Derby and the uh, Masters is postponed or pushed back, you know, something's going on. Well, even even Sergi's in her hometown is a local pizza shop is shut down. You know, fucking it's the end of the world. <laughs> I think the the, the, Ma- the Masters was the final the final straw for everybody. It was like, okay, okay, well, it's fine. And then at least we have golf. And then that shut down. And the whole hell broke loose. Yeah. And the puzzles come out of the closet. Yeah. We know that the NHL is obviously on a break with everybody else. Um, What are you guys doing to, like, pass the time, man? I mean, you're usually so busy traveling all the time. And, you know, are you supposed to be working out? I mean, for me, my, you know, I can't go to the gym. It's my first excuse I've had in years that I'm not working out. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. It's, 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 I, you know, I've taken a few days. Um, when we were told that the season was being postponed, uh, I went and bought a Peloton. It's, I think it gets delivered tomorrow. So I haven't really done too much. Uh, yeah, so I'm waiting for that to come until I start doing a little stuff. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I ran maybe a mile yesterday. That's all I did. But besides that, I've kind of been staying active a little bit with the dogs, going for walks, going to the park, stuff like that. But like you said, staying a, a safe distance away from people, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they're not, you guys aren't skating or allowed to go skate anywhere or anything like that, right? Nothing, no. Like our practice facilities are closed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everything's no, no uh, communicating with anyone. So it's uh, it's been tough. But um, you test out. I, I live here with my girlfriend, so you you test out your relationship a little bit when you're stuck with each other for <laughs> seven straight days. <laughs> Now Jordan, is he still well, doing dancing? Why, like, to stay in shape? I heard he's doing like the rumba or yeah, something. Yeah, ballroom dancing. <laughs> ballroom, ballroom here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His fast legs, you know, in shape. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a specimen. He's good no matter how long he takes off. Ryan, what do you think about uh, uh, Jordan getting in a couple fisticuffs? I think his first one was in Nashville. That's where he used to play, um, fighting uh, Brian Boyle. What do you think? And then he's got a yeah. couple. He's got a couple under his he, belt. Uh, he went the uh, gets laugh last time we were when we were in. Yeah. Uh, um, he, you know, he's got. He's strong. I, I think everyone that that's, that's fought him. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily a role he has to do. Like, he's got the skill and the scoring ability and the ability to have the puck. But, you know, he reminds you of kind of like, you know, guys like that, like a, a get slap type guy that isn't afraid to do it. It's not necessarily in his job title, but he brings that element for sure. He's a, uh, you know, he's a great guy to have like that. When did, you get into, when did you get into fighting, Ryan? You're, I mean, you're a pretty good fighter and you scrap a lot. When did that when did started on the school break? started on the school bus. Um, <laughs> there you go, there you go. Uh, shut up, shut I just up. kind of all it's just kind of always been always been there. Um I don't know. It's kind of just always been like a little chip in my shoulder for whatever reason. It's always kind of been part of me, I guess. You think that playing in the O, you know, instead of going to college kind of helped you out with that facet? It was definitely you know, I I definitely had fights like at the U.S. program and all that uh, beforehand, but you know, going into there, like you see the, though so, I mean it's a little different now. Like before, remember like in you know early 2000s or even the later 2000s, how you said some of these 
guys fighting 30, 40, 50 times a year. Um, <laughs> so you go into that, you're like, holy shit, where the hell am I getting myself into? But uh, it, to- it did definitely tone down a little bit. I think my second year, they had a 10 fight maximum. Anything over that, you start getting suspended. So it kind of took away a little bit, which was nice. You can kind of worry about playing hockey a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I had a, had a handful there. I had a handful in the AHL and I would say a handful at the NHL level too. Was yeah. there a fight? Was there a fight that you got into that you were like, Oh fuck, what did I do this for? We didn't uh, realize who it was. Or? I, 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 Reeves hit our, hit our, uh, hit Miko like a few, like maybe two weeks ago. And I kind of went to go after him. And luckily I, I hit the net back of the net and I fell on my back. So I was pretty, <laughs> I got to thank the, thank the net for that one. Cause I, I don't, right. I don't know what I was doing, but, uh, those, those yeah, are the we, ones that, you know, it's, it's it part like, of the game, but you just got to do it. It yeah, looked like exactly. you were saying it to you. Was, was Reeves chirping you or was he talking to somebody else? Who knows? <laughs> We've always, he's probably talking to a fan honestly, but he's, he's always he's had a few, coincidental minors throughout you know my career uh, when he was in I think it was St. Louis when he was there um just in, in a few spots that we've just been beacon in the, in the in the box um he likes to talk sure so Ryan I, I'm kind of eager I see that you were um eager to find out like you were born in Hilton Head what age did you move and did you get into hockey on Hilton Head? Is there even a rink there? There's there's not. Um, I was young. Uh, my parents both went to college at the University of South Carolina. Um, my dad played soccer there. They settled in Hilton Head since my mom had family there, and I moved back to Chicago when I was probably one and a half, two years old. Ah, okay. um, so way, way before any of that started, but um, moved to West Bend, Illinois, and they got you know plenty of hockey rinks around there. A couple, yeah. Yeah. Not as many golf nice. courses. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely not as many golf courses. But I used to spend – my dad wouldn't let me play hockey in the summers. Uh, summers were mainly for golf, vacation, and uh, a little bit of baseball. Um, so I'd be off completely. We'd go down to the beach for the whole summer. And when I'd come home, it was time for hockey. So um, he definitely wanted me to be a multi-sport athlete, which I think is – which is pretty important for kids at a young age. Huge. Yeah, I, just ask real quick, what, you know, 14, 15, 16, is that when they should start to, um, you know, I guess specialize or choose a sport? Yeah, uh, it might have been a little earlier for me. Like it might have been around, um, yeah, I mean, 13, 14. Um, it was always hockey and baseball. Uh, for me was was the main um, I wouldn't want to say it was a tough decision um, but uh, choosing hockey I got the summers and uh, that was that was pretty <laughs> at that age I you know I wanted my summers of fishing and golfing and uh, yeah I tried we tried playing baseball when I was at the U.S. program tried playing for the high school there and um, the U.S. program wasn't too fond of of having us uh, play another sport just because they've had guys get hurt in the past um so, but besides that, I think it was 14 years old, 13 when when I chose hockey, and um, I mean it was it was a no-brainer really for me. Ryan, what's the uh, what's the uh, transition been like away from uh, Boudreaux, um, and how how's like the uh, 
climate of the locker room changed since he's been gone. I, I Rob's starting to look a little bit like Boudreaux during this coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> situation. You know, but... you know it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never, I've never experienced, I never experienced a uh, a coaching change mid-season. Um, obviously, going from a few teams um, here and there, I've experienced different coaches. Um, it's it's been you know all around you know just the message of just being a team I wouldn't say it's drastically different um there's some system stuff that that uh, Dino has changed uh you know but all around you know it's just relaying the message he came in and obviously with the trades and the firing the coaches we wanted to make sure that we knew we were still a playoff team and we have the ability to to you know make a run and, and be a really good hockey club so I think right away um Bill uh, wanted to stress that because um, obviously sometimes trades can happen and teams will start thinking that, you know, teams are looking to lose, but that wasn't the case for us. Um, he's been kind of better in our team and, um, you know, with the Dino, with hiring Dino, I think he's been a really good addition. And, um, you know, I, we guys have talked about it. His celebrations on the bench after goals or game winning goals is, I don't know if you guys can see those on replays, but if you get a chance to check them out behind the bench, it's uh, <laughs> it's great seeing the fist pumps going down the one knee, jumping. It's it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good fun. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. yeah, one of the things that you know we criticize Boudreaux is uh, changing the lines up all the time mid-game, and it seems, it seems like Dino, you know, had you guys, um, you know, your your line was really taken off towards the before this break, and uh, uh, you guys were contributing a lot and I think that that combination has really worked out for you guys how do you like playing with uh Koivu and Donato yeah um yeah so so uh, Dino he's you know he's got the power play groups and then he's got a uh you know a set line that goes out after the power play which is Greener uh Marcus and um Ecker and you know it kind of the rotation gets off for a minute but you know everyone fills back in and everyone's going um you know opposed to sometimes guys kind of get lost in the rotation here and there but playing with Miko and 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 Donnie it's it's been great obviously Donnie he's a shooter he could score from anywhere really uh and Miko just you know, the, the veteran center obviously you know what you're going to get out of him and we start you know 70% of our faceoffs with the puck which is which is always great so um i think that aspect he brings a really good faceoff level to us as well yeah, and he had you got you um, killing some penalties too, right? More than Bordeaux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've killed my whole life, and um, you know, there's been, you know, I got to, you know, I killed a little bit in Chicago, a little bit in Nashville, and um, I don't think I was ever, you know, used properly in that that point because you know I I love blocking shots. I've I've always embraced that role, so it's nice to give you given the opportunity, and um, you know, Dino's been giving me that opportunity with Nico and starting off. Uh, starting off kills, um, trying to get that first 20, you know, 30 seconds off the kill with their top group. It's uh, it's been great. It's been something that I've I've wanted for a while. Yeah, I, I'm one of the best penalty killers on our men's league team. <laughs> I don't think they scored on me yet this year, but Ryan, for all the listeners, um, talk to us about the uh, when you played for Chicago, um, you know and kind of educate them on, you know, being a black ace and um, what that meant when you, the Chicago Blackhawks won the uh, Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, awesome. I mean, obviously that's, 
I grew up in Chicago. I grew up a Blackhawks fan uh, my whole life. Got drafted there. Uh, spent two years in the minors, few games, call-ups here and there. Um, you know, uh, got called up to be a Black Ace in 2013 um, for their run, and it was it was pretty crazy. You know, we we mean it was me, Phil Deneau, and uh, Billy Polka were the uh, were the three guys Black Acing. So, you know, we were stuck in a hotel in Chicago for six plus weeks. You know, going to dinners and um, you know enjoy the town a little bit but you know watching this the team it was one of those things like you know and you can see some coming you can feel the the vibe of the city and the team and how they gelled um they picked up uh Vermette at the trade deadline after Kaner went out with that shoulder injury that freed up some cap space um I think that was a huge part of that team was him coming in for killing stuff but just being able to be a part of the parade and get a ring and, um, yeah. you know, going down LaSalle, LaSalle Street and Michigan Avenue in a double-decker bus. Um, it was always great. I, I, I was number 38, and uh, I was on the left side of the bus. So, um, obviously, when you when you read the numbers, it's 3-8, but the fans can only see the 8 and half the 3 from the start. So, I got my big beard, and people are yelling Kaner, and then I look down at them, and they see it's 38, and they're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Who the hell is that? Where's Kane? Um, Where's Kane? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, uh, that was always something that always stuck out to me during that parade, but the disappointment on some people's faces when they saw me. But, um, no, it was, it, was, it was awesome. It was a really cool experience, and um, still have that ring at my house, so get to look at that and strive for something like that in, in the future. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, very cool, man. So you got the party at least. I did get yeah, I did get the party. Uh it, it went uh <laughs> you know, it, it went pretty long in the locker room. Uh, you know. Um and then we did the yeah, I'm a big Cubs fan. We got to take the the cup around Wrigleyville and to, nice. on the mound for the first for the first pitch and um you know, after maybe four days, um, considering I would necessarily wasn't playing, I was like, you know, I should probably leave these leave the other couple of days to these guys and I get the hell out of here because I've had enough. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was a it was a tough four days on the body for sure, but um yeah. no, some of you remember forever. Young Buck. You're good. Yeah, so yeah. you uh I know you mentioned greeners at your house right now. Do you actually trust them in your house with your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah, she's still getting some talk actually I'm upstairs right now. You guys are whole Oh, oh you guys yeah. are this, but you guys are holding me back from fucking. I don't know what they're doing down there. Um, I know I got I got two German shepherds, so I think I think there we're safe. You go. Train them up. I don't Train think I don't think I I think he's hiding in the basement, honestly. <laughs> Waiting for you to come back down. Yeah. All right, so I mean, I guess it's all up in the air. What's going on with the season? Nobody really knows, right? It's tough. Yeah, it's tough to say. You know, there's. I've, I've, I think we're in the same, we're in the same, uh, knowledge as, as each other. Like we don't know much, you know, we've obviously all heard the 24 game or 2014 playoff. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to say it's, you would like them to somehow find a way to restart or finish the season off. But, um, it, the, the diagnostics of all that and the logistics and trying to get, stadiums rented out especially because basketball we got to finish too 
it's uh, something that they're, I'm sure, working really hard at right now. I'm sure they're yeah, all on the, true. you know, on the phone trying to figure this damn thing out. But who knows? Who knows what's going to go on? Uh, it's tough. It's like a lockout. You know, you got to, I think, I remember talking to some guys about the lockout when it was like a week by week thing. So guys would get in the shape and then take a few days off and then, you know, hear that, oh, no, it's going to be another week. So then they try to get back in the shape and. It was kind of just a tug of war type of deal. Um, at least with this, we have a little future knowledge. Like, you know, we knew it's it's going to be at least two weeks from when they – and that's just a minimum for now. So um, we'll see what they come up with. Ryan, just a quick one here, and we'll let you go. What's uh, – what's you know, it's all over Minnesota Wild social media feed, um, the uh, red helmet. Um, you know, whoever gets, you know, each player hands it off to each player who had a good game. Um, the best one ever or whatever. <laughs> what, where did the red helmet come from? What the hell is that thing? Is it like Miko's helmet that he wore when he first got into the league? <laughs> I, I, I wish that was the case. That would be great. Um, no, so we, we were in Vail, Vail to start the season. Um, we did like a little team bonding. Uh, we flew out there, did a golf outing. Um, oh, yeah, you know, I remember that. The whole deal, yeah. So one day, uh, most of the guys, there's a few guys that didn't end up going, but it was, you know, most of the guys, we did a whitewater rafting thing, um, and they gave us these red helmets. So everyone's got a pretty standard red wow. helmet you take out of the bin, and uh, Felino actually comes around the corner, and he's <laughs> got this ugly bucket that looks like none of the other ones um, <laughs> on his head. Uh, and it was just, he looked like some out of, you know, a, a, like a, one of those scary movie, uh, two or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we went whitewater rafting and we afterwards were like, we need this, we need to keep this helmet. Can we take it? He goes, yeah. Cause no, you're the first guy that's taking this out of the, out of the bucket. Everyone puts it back. So you're the first guy that's actually worn it. Um, so yeah, we, we, we decided to make that our, our, uh, <laughs> our winning helmet to give away so um that's kind of the background story and then Stalzy's the the best of the year guy he, he claims every speech is the best of the year and um it's, it's pretty funny because i've we all watch those videos that they've posted which i think we've done a really good job of keeping the fans in the locker room for those post-game speeches um but he, you can hear him at the end of every 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 damn speech saying it and it's uh it's pretty funny yeah. I, I it's just good to see you guys all having fun and gelling together it's uh it sucks the season had to end the way it was because you know like mark said earlier your line was all the lines were firing on all you know four cylinders and uh you guys are on the, pair, pair, so. the, the beginning yeah. of the season was hard to watch we can only <laughs> imagine being in that locker yeah yeah so it's yeah good to see we you thought yeah, I don't know if we'll be going to Vail again next year. We'll see um, <laughs> with the star we had. Um, but, yeah, it, it's uh, the way we've come together. Um, I think everyone's enjoyed enjoys being together. Obviously, those first two weeks, three weeks of the season was a real – it sucked. It, 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 it's never fun coming <laughs> to the rink when you're, when you're losing. And um, times like this when we're winning, um, you just want to be at the rink and be around the guys. So it's – it sucks that the season had to come to a stop for now, but, um, you know, guys are keeping in touch. We got a group chat going and um, nice. just trying to keep it in touch as much as possible. 
Nice. So um, you probably kick Greener's ass in golf, right? Yeah, uh, I play. I play quite a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't played <laughs> yeah. a full round against each other, but but yeah, I think so. You'd, you'd have to ask what? him that, but we'll see what he says. Uh, he thinks, even he have... also thinks he can beat. Uh, he claims he can beat. Uh, is it who's the the bronze bomber? He thinks he can beat him in a fight. Tyson Fury. <laughs> Or Wilder, oh, oh, Devontae Wilder, yeah. Oh, he God. said he can last around with Devontae Wilder. He says. Oh, yeah. I think last time I played golf with him, he had flip flops on and probably half of the clubs in the bag, something like that. He doesn't use. He doesn't use a driver. No, no, <laughs> he's no. Not, no, he's a straight, straight six iron off the tee. <laughs> the best is he has he has four left handed and three right handers, so depends on. <laughs> Might get stuck behind a tree. He's still trying to figure out what hand he is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Usually, yeah, you got to get that figured out at some point. (laughs) Hey, Ryan, man, we really appreciate you coming on. Obviously, the Wild playing great towards the end of this this season uh, postponement, I guess. Uh, So hopefully that gets back going soon and we can watch some more Wild games. We're definitely going through withdrawal here at the Blue Line Hockey Club with no hockey. And uh, talking to guys like you makes it a little easier for us. So we really appreciate it, man. For sure. Well, thanks for having me. And like you said, hopefully this this stuff gets sorted out soon here so we can all get back to it. Yeah. Yeah, anything. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, something, something that used my mind. All right, All right, man. Have a good night. Tell Greener we All say right. hello. We'll do. All right, see you guys. Find out where your girlfriend is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, they wanted a, they wanted a family vacation. Oh no! <laughs> Took the right, dogs. See you guys. All right, later. He's running pretty quickly. All right, boys, uh, Ryan Hartman from Minnesota Wild, another big interview for the Blue Liners tonight. Uh, great to have a, an NHLer on tonight to talk a little bit about what's going on in this uh, crazy postponed NHL season. And obviously you heard from him, uh, not a lot going on on their end either, man. They're staying in, uh, trying to work out a little bit here and there. Uh, like the fact that he's got a Peloton coming. It's sticking, yeah. outside, sticking outside the box, obviously. Um you know, so, I mean, these guys don't know any more than really what we do, essentially. So, uh, I'm sure it's hard for them to sit and wait. Yeah, and the coolest thing is that, you know, he was a black ace. For all the listeners, a black ace is when, you know, your um, NHL team is continuing to move forward in the playoffs and your and their farm team or AHL affiliate um, is not is not. So, they can pull some players up. Um, you know, I think everyone in high who's played high school sports has experienced that, um, you know, the JV season's over with and uh, the varsity coach pulls up three or four players um, to kind of just, you know, fill in when needed. And that's what Ryan was Ryan was uh, with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks when they won the Stanley Cup 2016, I think. Ace in the hole. What a yeah, so, experience that's got to be, you know. Yeah, especially with that roster that Chicago had to win that cup. He's got a Stanley Cup ring, for fuck's sake. 25 years old, playing in the NHL. We forgot to ask him about his hair. He's got the beautiful He's hair. got a flow. He's got the flow. Yeah, what kind of products he uses in that hair. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was great to have him on and just, uh, like Mark said, you know, talk to some NHL players at least since we're – 
putting puzzles together. Yeah, yeah. In the watch hockey, we might as well be talking about hockey so we can get yeah. content out to you know other people waiting for the NHL or any sport to come back. Oh, curling, anything. I mean, where's darts? <laughs> oh, they can't get darts, can they? No. <laughs> so I mean, he talked about you know, there's a lot of you know people talking about a 24 game playoff and. You know, what's going to happen if they do come back and how are they going to structure it? And, you know, I've seen like they have, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it online, how they've drawn it up if there was a 24 game uh, playoffs and stuff like that. And it definitely would be very interesting and, and neat to see it. Obviously, a lot of teams getting in the playoffs. So it's one of those things. I think they said maybe a three game series for the first couple of rounds, um, you know, giving a team that might not have had a shot this year might slip through. Yeah. You know, you know, what was interesting to me is what Ryan mentioned that, you know, let's say everything's fine here in the next two weeks. Um, you know, it's tough. The NHL and the NBA just can't say, oh, our season's back on. Right. Or because now they have to push all their games they miss forward and to line up the arenas for the franchises not, that share. It's um, there's awesome. a lot of logistics to go forward to, you know, coordinate, let's say the Boston Bruins and the Boston Celtics, for example, um, they have to coordinate all that. Who's playing who, who's playing where, to, you know, it goes back to the drawing board. So that was the unfortunate uh, pretty thing interesting. Is that, you know, nobody is saying, you know, they can't say, you know, look, these seasons aren't going to come back on this year. They're not. Yeah. It's going to take too long. So the seasons are done. And, you know, as far as the quarantine goes, you know, it's nice that people are moving around, but the quarantine doesn't start until everybody stops. So we can, we can take two weeks off, but if people are moving, we're taking it off for no, for no reason. It's a good point, Robbie. People got to just kind of listen to this and just abide by it so we can start moving forward. I mean, it's Gotta uncomfortable, get it's, it's awkward, yeah. it's disrupting, but, you know. Got to get on the same page here. Um, switching gears a little bit, um, Tom Brady is not going back to New England. What do you guys think about that? Um, Brzezette from, is that his name, Derek? Brzezette? Brzezette? From where? From Indianapolis Colts? Jacoby yeah. Brzezette? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess they were talking about they might pull him back. He was a quarterback for – he got drafted by New England. Yes. Um, thinking maybe about pulling him back. Um, Trying to make a trade for him. They, well, they brought – so Indianapolis brought in uh, Phillip Rivers from the Chargers on a one-year deal. So they might be uh, – the uh, Patriots might be trying to make a make a trade to get Jacoby Brissett back because he'll be backing up Phillip Rivers in Indianapolis. But, yeah, so uh, Brady ends up in, in Tampa Bay – Going to let his old bones be in some nice warmer weather, I guess, you know, and uh, yeah, not I don't officially yet, but right, it's yeah, no, it's, that's where he's heading. It's he's pretty gonna, much, yeah, it's done. It's done deal. He'll be in, he'll be in Tampa, and uh, his first year, man, is going to be the schedule that Tampa. If he, like you say, I mean, I guess it's we can't say one hundred percent he's going to be in Tampa, but it's uh, the first year he plays in Tampa is going to have a gauntlet of uh, quarterbacks he's going to play against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Cousins, I think Drew Brees. Um, he's going to have a lot of a lot of competition that first year. So it'd be interesting to see how this all pans out. But does, 
who does Tampa have here to? I mean, are they legitimate? Can you come in there and take them to the playoffs or not? Even, not I mean, even? I, I think but, they're uh, – you go ahead, Rob, if you want to chime in on that a little bit. I'll, I'll just jump in real quick. Tom Brady is uh, the type that he changes everything. Yeah. You get a quarterback like this, you know, you can take a mediocre team. Now, I don't, I don't know the Buccaneers team. I've been to the, you know, the stadium. It's a great arena for him to play in. It's hot as fuck. He's going to be fine as far as temperature <laughs> goes. But, but um, yeah, but you, you can't, you can't quantify what a Tom Brady brings to your team. Like the the conversation right now is, you know, was New England great because of Brady or Belichick or, uh, you know, what's the owner craft, right? So which one is going to get the credit out of that? We're, we're going to find out, right? They're going to split up, and Belichick may last uh, a couple more years at New England. They're going to find out, yes, he's a great coach, but without the dynamic of Tom Brady, I, I think that that is a broken dynamic. You're going to see that Belichick doesn't have the – the pull that, you know, he had with a Tom Brady. And you're going to see that, you know, for me, I think that the break is going to be better for a Tom Brady than it is for a Belichick. Yeah, I mean, I, I got it. Uh, you know, it's both of those guys are, are elite, probably Hall of Famers for sure. Um, you know, Tom Brady, he didn't really show signs of slowing too much last season. Obviously, he's a guy that takes teams deep. And, you know, when the team's down in the fourth quarter, even two minutes left, you got to think Tom Brady can win the game. Um, and then on the other side, Bill Belichick is just one with weird players. You know, I don't know where he finds them, where they come from, but it just seems like they're one of these teams. Like every year there's a player that pops up on the Patriots. You're like, where the hell did that guy come from? And then he's like, well, you know. We've talked about this before. The, the Patriots are known not overpaying their football players. So – what they're getting instead are, you know, the, the people that are coming to the Patriots are hungry. They want to play really good football because they haven't signed those contracts yet. So, you know, that's Belichick's strength, right, is he's able to take these guys that were no-name to mediocre and let them have a place where they can turn into stars. That's going to be Belichick's strengths in my mind. Well, the, his main strength is that you – when you have a championship quality roster and you're winning championships every year, you lose, you know, you're losing big pieces of your, of your team every year after you win those championships, because everybody's going to come after your, your pieces. Right. So what happens is as a result of the NFL structure, you, when you lose those kind of players, you get compensatory picks. So in the draft the following year. So what the Patriots have been really good at is accumulating compensatory picks when they lose their free agents and then drafting really well, bringing in young talent and then developing that young talent. So up until this past year, you know, this past year was probably the worst roster that the, uh, you know, on the offensive side of the ball anyways for the Patriots that they've had in probably, you know, in most of the Tom Brady Belichick era. So We'll see what happens going forward. It's going to be interesting. I think Brady's at the end of his, I, I think, you know, what, what he'll bring to the, a new team is a lot of confidence. These young kids are going to want to play, you know, they're playing in awe of their quarterback that they're going to be with. So it's going to change the chemistry and the environment of that team that he goes to, but he's on his last legs, man. I, I it's might be overplayed a little bit. He can't move in the pocket at all anymore. He, uh, 
you know, he, he was exposed quite a bit last year when the rush got to him. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure he's, you know, it looks like a big free agent move. Um, we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't expect Tampa Bay to be that good this year, to be honest with you. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in that position. I mean, even like you saw with Eli Manning up in New York this year, um, he didn't have the legs anymore. And what he did have was his knowledge of the game. Um, one of the smarter quarterbacks in the game, just like his brother was, um, which, which uh, Tom Brady will bring to the table down there when he's on under center, he's changing the plays uh, as they happen. He's making calls on the line um, that you might not have some of the younger quarterbacks being able to read this NHL or NHL NFL uh, defense quite as well. So that's the advantages that they have as they get older. You know, their their feet and their arm might not be as good, but their mind is a little better, and they have more, you know, more experience in different situations, and especially tough situations, the end of games and stuff. So I think you know, a guy like Tom Brady definitely adds value, but just how much? Yeah, yeah I mean, I would bring back uh, not Eli Manning comparison, but a Peyton Manning comparison. I believe he is of Peyton's caliber, no doubt, in in the sense that, you know, when Peyton went to Denver, everybody, we had we had this conversation with Peyton. And, you know, Peyton Manning turned out he had a solid line and he had a good defense, and they went to playoffs. They went into the finals. What a Super Bowl. Yeah, what a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl and, yeah, yep. and then he finally won one, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all quarterbacks that don't really have much legs, uh, opposite of Patrick Mahomes, um, but have great knowledge on the line. Look, yep. you you could see a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneer team that is, you know, because of Tom Brady, artificially just better than some of the other teams that have been playing together for years. Um, it's just hard to put that box around a Tom Brady until you see him actually you know, take some snaps and see how they're, you know, if the offensive line can give him any break at all, Mark said, he's going to be able to read the defense. He's going to be able to make the plays in real time. Um, I don't have any pro- uh, problem with, uh, you know, Tom Brady when the ball snapped. I don't, I don't personally think sure. until he tells me he's ready to quit. <laughs> Good coach down there too, Bruce Arians. So uh, that'd be a good, good, uh, good team up there. He's he's going to instantly change the locker room and instantly change the, uh, you know, he's going to instantly change the entire energy of the franchise. So there's a yeah, lot more. At, at, at a minimum, they are going to boom in sales uh, at the beginning. Of the yeah, year. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And then you bring up the thing you do is you bring in a young quarterback under him for those two years, draft somebody, put him under his tutelage for a couple of years. And then you keep sailing forward. So there you go. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, at least we have some kind of news in sports um, with football making some some moves and, uh, you know, something to talk about as far as the sports world. It's been kind of stale the last week. So hopefully we get some more information coming out like that that can bring some positive to our sports fans out there. I know there's a lot of people that fucking don't know what to do with themselves without any sports to catch up on or watch. So I know yeah, it's I like – I mean, how many reruns can you catch? What do you guys uh, – how's the wallets from uh, Second String Leather? You boys like them? Yeah, I mean, I, I got one for uh, D-Train here that is probably uh, just getting back to New York today, and I thought they were awesome, man. I mean, they, the way they constructed the wallets, they took the outside of the pads 
um, and put them on the inside of the wallet or on part of the wallets or the keychains that we got. Um, so you can tell like one side of the leather was used on the, on the goalie pads. And then the other side is like freshly clean um, leather where they put their stamp and their logo on it. Very cool, um, you know, to see how actually pristine the backside of the pads were that they can make these nice quality wallets and um, different kinds of bags and everything else that they do. Um, we were fortunate enough to get some free gear from them. Um, you know, big sponsor of our program this month and, you know, happy to see companies like that doing stuff with these vintage pads and recycling them and get them out to hockey fans like us. I mean, what do you guys think? I, I absolutely loved it. I mean, you know, I got the original box of the, the four wallets and, you know, opening up each one was like opening up a time capsule. You know, it's neat. You have the, the whole like the whole experience is um, it's it's very neat. So yeah. you have unique. The, the, it's unique, right? You have the old hockey cards, which you know who the hell sees hockey cards anymore anyway. But to to incorporate that in a in a new sale for an old piece of hockey equipment, well, I can't say enough. You know, to open four of them was. You know, for me, again, it was like opening four time captures of these, uh, you know, those places. Yeah, I think it's genius, I mean, to, for hockey fans, you know, like ourselves, um, to, you know, get the idea to take old, used goalie equipment, hockey equipment, and make, you know, um, men's wallets, bags, totes, um, you know, keychains, um, you can even have eye eye band for your eye watches, uh, belt. Um, great idea. I, I haven't touched one yet, but I've seen them, and uh, I'm pretty excited to get them. I, th I think it's just a sweet talking point to pull your wallet out when you're with the crowd at dinner, and uh, it's a talking point. Great idea. Uh, string leather. Or Bauer. Or Cooper. Yeah, one of the one of the great things about it is every product is different, right? So you buy a wallet from them, you're probably never going to see the same wallet ever again. I mean, everything that they create is is unique to the piece of product that you get from them. No product is exactly the same, so that's kind of the coolest part about it. Um, you know, so check them out, secondstringleather.com. Great sponsor. All right, boys, another great podcast, and uh, Ryan Hartman on with us tonight, and we got some good podcasts coming up in the future. We'll have some interviews for you guys, even though there's no NHL going on, we'll still have some good guests for to talk hockey with us, and uh, so stay tuned, check out our YouTube channel, it's getting better every week, and we have all kinds of stuff going out on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, uh, and then our website, obviously, bluelinehockeyclub.com. All right, folks, until next time, keep your stick on the ice. Oh, doctor. Keep your head up. <laughs>